It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Corbin Carroll is the greatest baseball player to ever live. Welcome in to the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name Derek Bontia. I am your mayor of PHNX. Got to wait for the, the drum solo. Uh, of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me in charge of all of the public works, but most importantly, the electricity, Sean DePaz. Yeah, yeah. How are we doing? Uh, how are we doing? Fucking terrific. We are doing <laughs> incredible. So good. Uh, Corbin Carroll. I don't know if you've heard, but he made Major League Baseball history today. He joined a very exclusive club. And when I say an exclusive club, I mean a club of one. Because Corbin Carroll is now the first Major League Baseball player in history. In history. This game has been around for 15,000 years. uh, In history. To uh, join the 25 home run, 50 stolen base club in their rookie season. And man... We knew this kid was going to be special. We knew hmm. that he could do some really incredible things here. Uh, I, on this very program, put money on him live on the show to win the Rookie of the Year, which feels very much like a lock right Locky now charm. after making history. But, uh, man, what what a day, what a series for Corbin Carroll, uh, considering that he kind of uh, – he just, he just stole base after base, yeah. it felt like. I mean – he, uh, of course, got the offense rolling early yeah. once again. Uh, he singled. He stole base number 49 and then later scored on a Christian Walker RBI single. Uh, and, I mean, he, you know, we, we, we've talked about wanting him to hit uh, leadoff the yeah. entire season. When we've seen him do it, it hasn't had the best results. But, I mean, hitting leadoff lately seems to really be uh, the key for Corbin. He has gotten this offense jump-started uh, throughout this entire winning streak that they kind of been, went on now. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we were having a conversation last night after the show about like guys we think will or won't rise to the occasion in the postseason. Yeah. And, and we weren't, we honestly, we were kind of going back and forth about Corbin. We weren't too sure. Um, and it, it even seemed like uh, today, like it, maybe it's just amongst the office, but there was a lot of talk about just Corbin kind of needing to do like to hit a home run, really just hit a home run. Yeah. Like we wanted to see him put yeah. the ball over the fence. It felt like it, it had been a while. Um, and he rose to the occasion. Like he, he just has like that. That's the difference between like a lot of the young players that have good streaks when they come in the league and the guys that are generational from, from day one is they, they are just like mentally they're there already. Like they've got that, that, I mean, it's just to, to get the dog in them. They, 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 he has that dog. He's in built him. for it. Yeah, um, he really and you, I feel like you, you saw that today. You've seen that as of late. Um, it is like he really is special, man. He is uh, really is a generational talent and a generational person. Um, and he's ours. He's ours. The one thing, the one thing that we heard about him from everyone within the organization was how much he studies the game yeah how much he devotes himself to the game rehab watching the games with the scouts and stuff like that and 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 absolutely like not only was it that but i think it goes beyond that because i think it also goes to like the fact that corbin you know you you kind of heard about it but we really haven't had a chance to see him Mm -hmm. at a major league level right so this season now that we've had a chance to see his ups and downs to see him compared to other rookies and how their seasons have gone and the history now that he's made, it makes sense because that was the thing we always heard from everyone was 
that this guy loves baseball and he is basically putting himself, putting everything of himself into the game. Yeah, no, I mean, it really is. And it's funny because, like, we joke a little bit about him not really playing Fortnite anymore. Get this over there. But oh, like, yeah, those days are over. But, like, <laughs> I mean, we live in a world where a lot of professional athletes, like, play video games almost like it's a second source of income. Like, they, they'll stream and shit like that. Like, it's a big part of their their lives. So the idea that, like, you can't play video games and be a pro athlete is, like, not a real no, one. No, but, but Corbin just you, doesn't. You do get criticism for Oh, doing yeah, you do. It, I mean, right? we saw like, that with Kyler. We, in plenty, which right? is wild and, because we don't see it with Booker. It's more based on your performance. If yeah, you can yeah, go out there, but it's almost like a job where you have a manager that lets people kind of do their own shit. It's almost like working they, at a place where you can get high and drink beer during the day. That's and I, it's like that, as long as you get the job done. A personal attack, well, I, I feel like a personal um, attack. If it's a personal attack on anybody, it's on me as well. I'm just saying, it's like it's it's cool as long as you get your job done. Um, sure, we do here, I guess. I was going more from my corporate background of like, oh. hey, there's a boss that doesn't let doesn't mind that this guy yeah. uh, dicks around because he, he gets his work. Yeah, done. exactly. Right. Um, but it doesn't matter for Corbin. Like Corbin, like Corbin, not even you're not even trying to find out. Like no, he, I know. he's just really invested, so invested in the game that yeah. like he feels like he doesn't have time for Fortnite because if he's if he's sitting around playing Fortnite, then why? Well, why why is he not? Yeah. Why aren't you Studying. in the gym? Why, why aren't you, you, why aren't you working out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and that, that really does seem like what his mindset is. And yeah. again, he's a special kind of not just talent, but like person. Yeah. Uh, even like going back to class because he was bored. And so he started yeah. taking classes at, at ASU. ASU. Yeah. Like that is a, a, a special kind of person. You got to love like it's, it's bigger than loving the game. It's just like loving the process of getting better in whatever form that's going to be. Yeah. And that really does seem like what kind of person Corbin is. I'm all, yeah, get Corbin on the fucking cover. You put Jazz on the cover, HK. Corbin's the future of the game. If they put Ellie on the cover, I'm going to rage. It makes sense because, you know, he's Ellie De La Cruz, but... Elizabeth is incriminating herself. She says it's like how you can listen to podcasts and watch the D-backs while working as long as you still get the job done. Not that I do that. <laughs> Not that she does hey, that. I will say we have a very corporate <laughs> office across the hall from us, and I don't want to rat anybody out, so I'm not going to say her name, but there is a very nice woman who works there who sometimes awesome. stops by and just watches the D-backs game in our office. To be fair, and she, she comes still, over when she hears us yelling about yeah, like when a she, home run. Yeah, which we're doing the Lord's insane. work here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. she still has her job. She hasn't been fired yet. Yeah. Um, and because she, gets, she, she, is she gets her job done. Anytime. She is work, welcome anytime. She is She's welcome lovely. Anytime. Uh, Corbin Carroll, though, like I said, got the offense uh, going early. Uh, he not only stole that base uh, there in the first inning, but in the third inning, came back, did the same thing again, yep. singles again, steals the base again, same old thing. You just see the Giants kind of fall apart at times when they try to get Corbin because he just keeps applying that pressure that – they know is coming, right? Like they yeah. know he's going to steal the base. So that makes it even worse yeah, because it's it just a matter of not if, but when, yeah, when is he going to go? It's the pri- uh, Yeah. It's the presence. And especially, I mean, it's kind of just the conversation about baseball in general, but like the new rules, they know disengagements are limited and stuff. So yeah. if they're going to disengage is it's much more than just doing it to keep him honest. Like you have to, you have to utilize those probably. So now what is already a really complicated situation, especially when you're talking about a guy like Corbin, because if Corbin's on base, that means you probably have Cattell Marte or Christian Walker or Lourdes Gurriel up the bat, um, which in and of itself is a challenge for pitchers. And then you have to worry about what Corbin's doing. Like there's a lot going on in the mind of a pitcher. Yeah. Um, and obviously like the greats that ultimately doesn't mess with them all that much, but like first off, not everyone's a great and B even the greats. Like it is just an additional layer of things they have to think about. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is the, it is why they create chaos. It's not necessarily that they're they're just because they're fast, right? It's because guys have to think about them being fast. Yeah. They, they know that Corbin like throws when they know, like it doesn't matter how fast Corbin is. They should be able to get him out on this throw, but they're rushing the throw now because it's Corbin exactly. motherfucking Carroll. Or, and then or you like have Cattell scoring from first. Or like a double play where exactly. they know that the guys are going And so now they have to rush the, the throw to the first. Throw exactly. And so it's just the presence. It's not even so much what he actually does do or can do. It's yeah. just they know he's capable of it. And so they, they start making mistakes that they wouldn't make otherwise. Like it is... It, Corbin's just different in so in so many ways. Um, and, and a game that started out with the Diamondbacks once again behind because Merrill Kelly gave up a home run uh, to that leadoff irritant Lamont Wade Jr., yeah. who always seems to do something against us. Uh, the Diamondbacks 
answered right back uh, to tie the game in the first. Uh, then they added those couple of runs again. Uh, you had Corbin Carroll stealing that base, uh, but they really just blew the game open in the seventh. They had a three to one lead for most of the game. Uh, Merrill Kelly, his outing was uh, shaky at times, but again, Merrill bent but did not break, and he gave them uh, the length that they have been looking for out of starting pitching that and they really haven't been getting out of the mainstay. Uh, that that seventh inning really everybody busted things open, but Corbin Carroll with home run number twenty five to add to his two stolen bases. Uh, and I mean, he went four for five today with three runs scored and the RBI, like he was involved in most of the offense, either creating it or being a part of it. Uh, and he just continues to be <laughs> like, again, it's like he disrupted things enough that then, uh, like Chris says right here, mental disruption creates errors. Yeah. It creates all sorts of things, right? I mean, it, it, it causes pitching to potentially start rushing. It just, it really, it felt like. Corbin doing what he was doing consistently in this game was the catalyst to the offense being yeah. able to put up seven runs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he, it's baseball is a very hard sport to do this in, but it really does feel like he when he's on, like he makes his teammates better too. And I mean, part of that I'm sure is like we were talking about pitchers having a lot in their mind when he's on base, and that obviously makes a batter's life a little bit easier. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's funny because we I, we talked on a number of occasions earlier on in the year during the dark times about this lineup not being a lineup that like really strikes any fear into you. And I don't say I'm not going to say that right now it is that not even now, especially with Christian Walker not hitting well. Like it, it, he's really he the, was three for four today well, though, and I mean today not, really felt like the big yeah. Like today yeah. felt like him kind of yeah, exactly. coming out of that. And we that still like and, and more what I, what I mean is like when you fear if you're fearing anybody in this lineup, it's Christian Walker hitting bombs, really, I think. And and, sure. and so maybe like, Lourdes. Yeah, yeah. And so like, but like now again, I'm not gonna say that this is a lineup that makes you that strikes fear into the hearts of other pitchers. It absolutely should but it, strike well, fear at in the, the very heart least, of it's going to make them and their defense very uncomfortable at all times. Like you, this Moreno, lineup cannot you can't get comfortable with this lineup. Gabby Moreno, three for four. Exactly. Christian Walker, three for four. Well, because you like and and obviously. Right, we we know third baseman is kind of the weak spot here, but like sure, you look Mango at the Rivera. depending on how this lineup gets set up, like you look at it, you get to the bottom of the lineup and it's it's Gavin Moreno and Geraldo Perdomo. Like those yeah. are not as far as bottom of the lineup guys go. Like a, they're not easy outs, but then you get them on base and they're capable of doing things yeah. there too. Like yeah. Gabby's one of the faster catchers in the league. Perdomo is just a, he's a wild card. Like this lineup is there's no there's no. Real, I, I don't feel like there is a part of this lineup where you can get comfortable as a as a bat. Like if yeah. you if you are another team and you're looking at this lineup and it's like okay, it's the ninth game tied. Who do we have coming up? Yeah, I, I like if you maybe you could say the the six seven eight spot uh, or, or the seven <laughs> like, but anywhere in there you're gonna yeah. someone that's gonna make you uncomfortable. You know, you said it the other day in, in regards to Zach Gallon starting Christian Walker's struggles. You said, obviously, these guys are big parts of the team, but they are able to do what they've been doing. This is their fifth win in a row now. Yeah. They beat two opponents, the two opponents on their schedule that we were most worried about. Obviously, we know we've always had the looming threat of the Astros in the yeah, final yeah. series. We made jokes about it coming down to that series and what a terrible opponent to, for it to be against. But realistically, with this wild card race that is going on, the Chicago Cubs were my biggest concern. Uh, and then there were these other little series yeah. in between that you knew were going to be critical, especially considering how the teams lined up. The Diamondbacks managed to get win number 81 in this game. Corbin Carroll makes history with his 25th home run and his 50th stolen base. Uh, and Merrill Kelly, who looked absolutely gassed already at times in this game, gave them a great outing. I mean, his outing started with a home run and a walk. And I was in the middle of making a, oh shit, here we go again, fucking gift to post on Twitter. That was going to be funny. And I learned all sorts of things about Adobe Premiere. <laughs> and in that time frame, before I could even post it, the Diamondbacks had the lead back. Yeah. But uh, Merrill Kelly gave up a couple of base runners in the third, but retired 11 in a row from the third through the sixth. Ain't so. I mean, he just got stronger as the game went on. He had yeah. 67 pitches with one out in the fourth, and he still somehow got through six and two-thirds innings. And the that, man that's was why incredible. he's the mainstay, right? Because, like, like, 
it's not just that like you all you get those starts where he goes seven innings and it's just kind of boring because nothing really happens because he's doing his job. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, he can have a bad first inning. And when Zach has a bad first inning, I'm like, oh, man, we're just we're getting bad Zach today. Yeah. When when Merrill has a bad first inning, it's like, OK, as long as it's like his offense put up a couple runs and he'll figure it out. Like it doesn't ever feel like. He's ever like going to have a bad right. game, right? Um, which is huge, and that's why it's surprising in the few times that he does. Yeah, because exactly. you're like you're, you're kind always of kind of waiting it. for him to, to bust out of it. Um, Ernesto says something about Christian Walker. He, well, he's due. He'll carry this next week. Um, you know what? I just re- realized we're getting Christian Walker versus the short porch at Yankee Stadium. Ha! <laughs> Go get right, young man. Go get right. Yeah. Go hit him into those the fucking annoying ass bleacher creatures out there um doing their dumbass roll call and then they get pissed off whenever someone else wants to do a roll call nerds that's a what that's a uh, wild that's a wild thing like such nerds. it's just the roll call you oh guys. we're chanting um, we're chanting one of the players names oh that's our thing over here in the bronx <laughs> don't you dare chant your your player's name until he gives you some kind of acknowledgement don't you dare fucking uh, nerds. Nate, Nate Cleveland is asking about my pitching ninja shirt. It is nice. Uh, this is a Diamondbacks pitching ninja. You might not be able to see it, but there are snake, snake scales yeah. on this baseball. Uh, and I'm sure Max is going to be furious with me, but rotowire.com or rotoware, rotoware. Rotowire is about fantasy uh, sports, rotoware. This um, fire shirt I got from the PHNX locker. He did. That's going to be wearing it at Dollar Beer Nights. As tonight. a matter of fact, uh, there was going to be two guys wearing the same shirt, and there was going to be a fight or something. I don't know. There's a lot of Damon didn't want to be the uglier guy wearing the shirt, yeah. so he chose to wear it. I get it. It's a... just like the Ford Bronco. <laughs> so, somehow <laughs> Sean ends up on top. <laughs> he steals all my shit. Oh, that's the that's the way things work out around here. But uh, Kelly goes six and two thirds. He gives up three hits total, one earned run, three walks, and five Ks. And you just. Couldn't couldn't have asked for more. But another thing you couldn't have asked for more of is the bullpen. Yeah, man. They once are. again, going scoreless. They're the best bullpen in baseball? Uh, question the, mark. The bullpen went scoreless once again uh, in in this series entirely. Ryan Thompson and uh, Saul Frank have not given up a run either one of them since becoming part of the staff. And I mean, I know they addressed it on the broadcast, but it just really feels like. A completely different staff and i know it is like it actually yeah, it is. is there's a few remaining components you know they're still going to miguel castro uh kyle nelson is still around but mm-hmm. uh you know like it feels like and we discussed this after yesterday's game a bit but i don't think we discussed it on air it really feels like they have their bullpen guys and the roles that they need them to they know yeah. they know they know they can call on kevin ginkle in the eighth they know they got paul seawalt for the ninth yeah they know they got bryce jarvis now to give them a little bit of length if they need it in a yeah. short outing by uh, especially in the postseason when you know guys are just you can throw guys until their arms fall off more or less like yeah it really does feel like especially when you got guys like merrill and what you know gallon can be like if they give you seven innings and the game, it feels like the game's over because Ginko's going to come out and he's going to shove for an inning. The Seawolves going to come out for shove for an inning. And even if it's six innings, then you throw South Frank in there. You, you throw yeah. you throw who like, and and even Castro and Nelson. I know that they have been guys that have been have drawn the ire of a lot of Diamondbacks fans at points this year. But they have they have shown at points specifically Castro has shown at points this year that he can be a very good pitcher. Um, and so like, especially so now when you're at a point where those aren't the guys that you're relying on, they're just additional pieces on top of. What I would say at this point, like Ryan Thompson, Sal Frank, Ginkle, and Seawall have been four very, very good relief pitchers. Yeah. Like, yeah. now if you don't have to rely on Castro and, and Nelson as much as you did early on in this year, sure. and then the bullpen looks, it does look a lot different. It, 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 those guys aren't the guys you're necessarily relying on as much. Seawall doesn't shove, says Piece of Yoshi. He walks the tightrope. That's absolute bullshit. He shoves when it doesn't matter. Or exactly. Not when it doesn't matter, but when, when there's when not, it's as not much a on save the line. on yeah. the line. When there's not one run separating he shoved, them was it and the last night, team. right? It was he last absolutely night he shoved, yeah. shoved last night. Yeah. But um, the one guy that we're. Oh, oh, before we move on, I forgot to say this, but Merrill Kelly, uh, for the first time since July 30th, did not. And to start early due to cramping. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't even think. I streak honestly wasn't over. thinking about that coming the into the game. Is but that is 
Very encouraging. It's also getting cooler. Was the roof open today? The roof was open it was today. Open so today? yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just hot. It's just fucking hot here. It's hot here. People ask why. Why is it hot in the stadium? Because it's fucking it's hot, hot outside. in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. In Go the outside. Air conditioning. Like, it's not hot in the stadium for the first five minutes after you walk outside. I'll I, tell you that. I imagine in my head that there's some poor guy whose job is to like watch over this air conditioning unit that we've been told operate several buildings. And I just wonder how many times he gets a call where they're like hey can you turn it down some and he's like it's been cranked as yeah. much as it can go it's 115 degrees outside what do you want me to do yeah. here so yeah i don't know but yeah. uh i will say going back to corbin carroll uh he made his of course corbin carroll is our king snake was there any doubt in anyone's mind who now. the king snake was uh 25 home uh-huh. runs 50 stolen bases and one rookie of the year trophy give it to him yeah, <laughs> that was at, how are you not you're how are you not gonna say he's a lock for the rookie well no of the it year? is nice at this point that like there's nothing because obviously like the first half of the year you, you're like there were oh, times he's gonna win it. well but even when you were like sure he's gonna win it you always had to be like as long as he stays healthy like there's nothing that can happen now. Yep. There's literally nothing that can happen that's gonna keep. I declared it over. Game. You didn't even put this in the like for me to make in the graphic. I no, just declared just it over. It. I said yeah. it's done. He said it's Jover. Yeah, I believe is just what give, you said. Just give you... Corbin his trophy. Yeah. What it, I mean, I genuinely don't think like Kodak Senga could probably throw a perfect game in his remaining two, three starts and that's not doing it. The, oh yeah, that doesn't that might do it. That might do it. If I'm a rookie know. of the year voter, and a guy comes out and throws three perfect games to end a year. Okay, he probably fine. deserves rookie that's of the year. That's fine. That's Pro- not going to happen. Probably deserves rookie of the year. Yeah, no, that's it's fine. not going to happen. But. Um, but Corbin Carroll could maybe potentially reach 30, 50, maybe 30, 60 at this rate. I mean, he did have four stolen bases uh, in this series alone, and it was a two-game series. But also, Connor's um, making a good point. What's that? Corbin better not just be rookie of the year. He better be a, a unanimous, unanimous rookie of the year. If well, some of these, if some of these rat bastard journos come out here and are like, "Oh, I'm from New York. I'm going to give it to Kodai Senga." Mm-hmm. Screw you. Here's the biggest thing, though. What does him winning the Rookie of the Year mean for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Well, uh, this was a per- personal accomplishment, a personal goal for Corbin Carroll for the very specific reason of how it would help the mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, draft pick, baby. The Arizona Diamondbacks would essentially get draft pick number 31. They would get the first draft pick after the first round before the competitive balance a draft picks or, or whatever but maybe even um, sooner right because sometimes teams lose their first round draft picks no well no because so like not if a, they if they would lose it it would be traded away or something so there wouldn't i be thought i remember jesse saying um not there, every team has a first round draft there, pick sometimes there could be it, well i mean i may maybe that i maybe that scenario i imagine would be due to a trade or something that yeah they traded it sure. to someone else but um, but yeah, regardless of how many picks there are in the first round, you're right. If there's 20, it's coming. It's the first pick after the first round. It's the yeah. first pick after the first round, and that's that's really crucial because say what you will about this Arizona Diamondbacks team, but look at the success they have from guys that they acquired through trades or picked up, uh, drafted themselves, and and had go through their system that are now impacting you know this team, right? The 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 bigger moves, the bigger paychecks that they were giving out those were the ones that weren't working but now they have this core that they've assembled and honestly a franchise like the diamondbacks this this might be their only way to win is to assemble a team this way and and potentially add to it so that that draft pick is just absolutely crucial it's it's incredible for achievement for you know for corbin carroll he deserves it and it's you know something that's even great for the franchise as as a trophy as a as an accomplishment But it's it's, nice. it's the fact that a tied to this award is an actual benefit that could yeah, very concrete, make the yeah. Diamondbacks a better organization going forward with that extra draft pick. It's yeah, no, it is so amazingly crucial. And Lawler's going to do it next year, and we'll get another one. Um, All right, I'm with that. But yeah, no, I mean it is, it is just awesome for like to be a, a fan of an organization that has got a guy like this, like yeah. to be like. Especially when it's like it's like Arizona, where there's always kind of this feeling that we don't get enough national credit. Yes. Um, yeah. Like they're gonna, y'all better. You're gonna People be forced know to who Corbin Carroll gonna be, is. And if they don't, they're gonna be forced to because oh, he's gonna I, win Rookie of the Year. I don't even think it's a forcing thing though. Like like again, when I was in Chicago, people knew who Corbin. Well, Carroll yeah, was. I, I don't I think places, like, if you're a baseball yeah, fan, you know who Corbin Carroll is. But Corbin my point is, is that like that's that's legitimate national like whether you want to acknowledge it or whether you want to believe it or not. 
he's the best rookie in baseball. Yeah. And you can argue it all you want, but he's going to win the award. And that's the end of that debate. <laughs> you may not like it, but you'll learn to love it. That's the <laughs> way it goes. Well, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Uh, leave us our attaboy. That's the little thumbs up. And make sure to sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever any of the wonderful shows on our network go live. Also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please be sure to subscribe over there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Um, but if you want to watch Diamondbacks baseball, if you want to watch postseason baseball, if you want to watch all sports, all of the sports that you want to digest with your eyes, go to Fubo TV. Mm. Get yourself a Fubo, Fubo TV Pro account. You can watch 100 and li- 140 plus live channels of sports, movies, TV shows, and more. Uh, you can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Uh, and you can start watching immediately with no contract, no cable, no hassle at all. You will get your you will get your account right away, right after you sign up. You'll also get a thousand hours of cloud DVR uh, included at no extra charge. So make sure to not miss out on college football, NFL, everything that you have to watch. Watch all of your favorite college uh, football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com/phnx to sign up for fifteen percent off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, and of course. What is the best way to make baseball better? Uh, you make baseball better by betting on it. True. It's the truth. Uh, you can place your first bet MGM sportsbook wager through the bet MGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. Signing up with our code of PHNX and doing so, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Uh, I've said this before. I say it again. I am a parlay man. I, I don't even like placing hmm. single straight-up bets. It disgusts me, in fact. Oh, my. I would rather lose an eight-leg parlay just by one leg rather than, you know, just trying for one, what, I'm supposed to bet on a minus 250 favorite? That doesn't even sound fun to me. I need a long shot, so I'll make one if I have to manually. And you can do that with the same game parlay, or you can do that with a multiple game parlay where you kind of add legs uh, to that as well. Also, don't miss out on that money. Uh, again, at the BetMGM as a new customer, download the app or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up with our code of PHNX and deposit at least $10 in your newly created account and just place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at a standard odds price to get your uh, $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. So, uh, yeah, any 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 bets? You, I know you've hit on stuff. I know Damon, yes. Damon's been our betting guru lately. Like he He's like Merrill man. Kelly. It started out slow for him, but then he just went on an absolute tear over there. Merrill Kelly, I had him over five and a half strikeouts today, and he got five and then mm. got pulled. So mm. that one was that, a Is tough that why one. you're sad? He's been yeah. walking around with a long face all day about that. <laughs> it's sad. But anyway, uh, well, make sure to watch Damon over on the PHNX Bets podcast, by the way. He's been absolutely killing it. Uh, we don't know when Shane's going to come back. We don't even know if Shane still works here or not. He claims he still works here. But I don't believe him. Are we sure that Shane just has the right to like take back bets when he comes back? Like, maybe, yeah. No, maybe you guys should fight for it. I think it'll be a fight. I think there should the be death. a record comparison, and whoever has the better record based he'll, on He'll probably have a better record than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You got a smaller sample size, too. Yeah. So yeah. you string a couple, together a couple we'll of wins. We'll He's work together. Days. We'll work together because you've been here. You've been here through the ups and downs. You didn't just abandon us during football season. But uh, make sure you sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code of PHNX. Place, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane, who we have no idea is ever going to come back, talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. This was a short two-game series, but the Diamondbacks absolutely waxed the Giants in here. And I know we talked about this, but uh, you know this this felt this felt like it was going to potentially be kind of a trap series. It felt like yeah. it was a big moment, and I definitely have to eat my words when it comes to this because like they they stepped up. Yeah, and this is a team that at times has not really been able to really 
step up in a pressure situation, and they did that. So let's, uh, well, first, we have Jesse Friedman now joining us. So before we take a look at the numbers, maybe we'll get Jesse in here. Let's get Jesse uh, in into the chat with us. But, uh, of course, like I said, the Diamondbacks win this sweep this two-game series. Um, and I don't know, is he ready? Is Jesse ready? Let's bring him in here. Jesse, hey. I'm There's ready. our guy. Look at that beautiful shot. That is a nice one. That's a nice shot. What are you doing? How are you doing? How are how how are things at Chase Field? I should ask. Things are good. Uh, yeah, we just talked with Tori Lavello after the game, and uh, he basically just ran out of words to to explain what Corbin Carroll has, has accomplished this season. Uh, you know, the question was asked several several different ways, um, and uh, yeah, I think we have a clip. I don't know if we have that clip ready. Let's take a point. look at that. You, no, not yet. Well, well let, not before yet, we do that. that, we're going to take a look at the numbers from this series because the numbers have been uh, this. This was a, a fairly decisive, impressive win. Uh, in a two-game series, the Diamondbacks were able to outscore the Giants 15 to five, out hit them 27 to nine. The Diamondbacks played error-free baseball, where, as like we said, Corbin Carroll and uh, his his fellow Diamondbacks caused chaos on the base path and allowed uh, three errors to be chalked up to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, but it's really here in the starting pitching and relief pitching ERA mm -hmm. that is impressive. The Diamondbacks, uh, 3.86 ERA for their starters in these two games, 0.00 ERA for the relief pitching, not a run allowed in this series. Uh, Giants, meanwhile, a 9.00 starting pitching ERA and a 7.98 uh, relief pitching ERA. Uh, what are your thoughts there on the way the Diamondbacks were able to turn things around here, Jesse? This is a pretty wild by the numbers graphic. Uh, I mean, the the Giants didn't have a hit with runners in scoring position in these two games. That that somehow was completely off my radar. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a relief pitcher ERA for the D-backs of zero, as you guys said. Uh, that also we should also mention that the Diamondbacks did not give up an earned run against the Cubs on Saturday or Sunday. So this is a streak of four consecutive games where the Diamondbacks bullpen has not allowed an earned run. That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big contrast uh, to the bullpen that we've seen for, for most of the season. Ryan Thompson got a really big out uh, in this game when it was still close. It was a three to one game. Merrill Huge. Kelly was removed with two outs and runners at the corners in the seventh inning. Ryan Thompson comes in, gets a three pitch strikeout of Tyro Estrada uh, to end that inning. Luis Frias continues to look pretty good. I uh, believe it's been six or seven straight outings where he is not allowed to run. Uh, Miguel Castro did not pitch in this game, but he's looked pretty good uh, of late in a little bit more of a low leverage role in this Diamondbacks bullpen. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the bullpen is, has not been great overall. That is no secret, but it seems to be hitting its stride at the perfect time of the season. And the Diamondbacks have, have won a lot of games recently, uh, you know, in large part because of that. Yeah, the, uh, the Giants were 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position in the first game and 0 for 5 with runners in scoring Sheesh. position in the second game. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, the Diamondbacks really, I mean, they they held them to five, those five runs total, and, and the majority of those runs were scored in the first game. Uh, the majority of the runs were scored by the Giants in the first inning yeah. of these two games, and then not much else after that. So I, I think the uh, one impressive note about Merrill Kelly's outing today was just the way he was able to rebound when it looked like Merrill Kelly wasn't even going to make it five innings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys might have mentioned this already, but I think Merrill had 67 pitches, I think it was, with like one out in the fourth inning. And at that point, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you kind of figure you're going to get five innings. That's kind of what he was on track for if he was able to finish reasonably well. Uh, and then, I mean, Merrill retired 11 in a row. Uh, you know, and and I think there was a leadoff double there to start the seventh inning, but he was even able to get two outs in that inning as well. It was really impressive how he was able to settle down uh, in the first inning. As you mentioned, he did not look particularly sharp. Uh, he obviously gave up a home run to Lamont Wade Jr., which started the game, and that wound up being the only run that the Giants scored in this in uh, in this entire game. So, uh, just really impressive all the way around that you know Merrill was able to settle down to that degree after really looking a little bit wild at times in those first few innings. Um, also, you know, the the one thing about the uh, relief pitching ERA has been, you know, what, what Saul Frank and, and Ryan Thompson both have been able to do. Thompson and Saul Frank have not allowed a run themselves since joining this major league team. You factor <laughs> in 
just kind of the roles of some of the other guys. You even had Kyle Nelson come out and pitch a scoreless inning today. And like, it just, it really feels like this bullpen is, is becoming uh, a a valuable piece of this team, Mm -hmm. which is something I never thought we would find ourselves saying this season without major improvements. I mean, Seawald was a major upgrade, obviously a closer. So it's like things changed. It felt like, the, the entire bullpen kind of changed once that role was set and it allowed everybody else to kind yeah. of fall into their roles and know where they yeah. would be expected to, yeah. to come out and pitch. But, you know, you can't say enough about the additions of Thompson and and, and uh, Saul yeah. Frank yeah. and what they've been able to do here. And, and I know it's a short sample size, but it just or small it, sample size, but it, it feels impressive. It does feel like a lot of this is a product of guys just kind of like having their roles now and like. Yeah. I think like Castro and, and those guys are like are, are a little bit better when they don't have to get thrown into high leverage situations in the eighth. Well, when you like, don't know if you're going to, I mean, I'm sure these guys are communicated by Tori Lavolo that you're potentially an option in the ninth. You're potentially an option in the ninth, but guys don't really know. Yeah. And, it's, and yeah, I, it's I don't know if that, how you're going to be utilized. Yeah. That uncertainty like that. doesn't feel like it's yeah. a great thing for baseball players that like a routine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I and I think it really, you know, even though Paul Sewald hasn't been outstanding at times in that closer role, he's still, like you said, I mean, he secured that role. And once you have a closer, then it, it really does help everyone else fall into place. And it also helps when you have, you know, two guys and Andrew Saul Frank and, and Ryan Thompson just kind of come out of nowhere and jump into high leverage roles and have uh, quite a bit of success that they've had so far. So I don't know if I would call the D-backs bullpen an asset or – you know, I mean, it, it's been a good strike, but I think the, the larger picture still says that this bullpen might not be one of the better ones in the league. But, sure. you know, they're getting hot at the right time. And, you know, that in some ways, that's sort of what, what the end of the season can come down to. It's just, you know, who's playing well when it really matters the most. And this bullpen is absolutely hitting its stride, uh, you know, in good timing here. Make sure to tell Paul I bought the shirt, Jesse. <laughs> tell him I got the shirt. All right. Uh, also, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of, of teams playing well and not playing well, uh, what the hell, Braves? What the hell? Some of these teams we needed you to play well. Like, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. The Phillies beat the Braves. The Braves are getting beaten by everybody, it feels like. But at least the Reds uh, continue to lose to the Minnesota Twins. Do you have any updates on any of the live games right now? Yeah, the Reds did start- lose to the Twins, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Marlins, Matt's still tied at zero in the top of the second. Um, that's you, know really- the Mar- you know the Marlins are going to We don't care game. about Angels, Rays, although the Angels are beating the Rays. No. And, uh, yeah, that's the only two games happening you, right now. You know who also we don't care about anymore is the San Francisco Giants, as far as we're concerned, <laughs> because in our wild card standings, we're ready to move on. We're just graying them out. I will say real we're quick. It is, I guess, somewhat relevant that the Texan or the Rangers kicked the Red Sox ass today. And so it's the, well, no, it's, it's relevant in the sense that the West stays interesting and thus the potential Astros series at the end of the season ah, stays interesting. Yeah, that's that's the only point. reason I brought that that's up. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Astros beat the Orioles two to one as well. Um, all right. But looking at our wild card race standings, the Diamondbacks now currently up a full game uh, in, in the wild card standings on the Cubs. The Marlins have a half a game deficit behind the Cubs. Uh, and then you have the Reds at a game and a half back. So uh, the Diamondbacks continue to win. And, I mean, these wins, this this five-game winning streak right now is impressive and couldn't come at a better time because this race continues to be close. And, yes, uh, it's, it's San, San Francisco, Francisco ver- says for the for the Giants. San Francisco, um, <laughs> says Connor. Uh, it really yeah. is. It really is remarkable how the Diamondbacks have come out. And I mean, they had, this is a five game homestand that was huge for them. Right. I mean, three games against the Cubs uh, at the start at the start of that Cubs series. The Diamondbacks were not at all in the position that they were in right now <laughs> or that they're in right now. Right. They were two and a yeah. half games behind the Cubs when that series started just, you know, less than a week ago. So. Yeah, I mean, to rebound after after losing three out of four and, you know, losing a couple games with Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen on the mound, and suddenly you're talking about a five-game win streak with all five games happening here at home uh, and, and against teams that you're in direct competition with. It's it's remarkable how the Diamondbacks have really gotten hot, you know, right at the most pivotal, the most pivotal moment of the season. And they are in a really good position now, but... I mean, as as the last couple of weeks have taught us, you know, in, in these higher moments when it really seems like things are going well, uh, then, you know, something inexplicable uh, tends to happen. That's sort mm-hmm. of the, the trend that we've seen with the Diamondbacks this year. So 
you know, hopefully for them, they're able to, to go into New York. And, uh, you know, it's not City Field, fortunately for them, a ballpark where they have not played well. Uh, they don't play at Yankee Stadium often, but we'll uh, we'll see how they look this weekend. I will be taking their performance in this series incredibly personally. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, yeah. if they play poorly, it is a personal attack. And if they play well, it is on my behalf. Uh, I'm, so give, I'm giving Sean the reins to the show on Friday very much night, just so he can to come on here and host it I'll directly be. into bashing the Yankees no, for I will 45 be, listen, straight minutes. I <laughs> play my role. If you need me to be your starting point guard, I'll be your starting point guard. If you need me to come off, like most times, come off the bench, just hit a few threes, that's what I do. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll be, I, I will be tame and... It, fair to the Yankees absolutely won't be yes I will I will be I will be I promise um Uh, I I I will I will say this though uh did you sign up for the inner circle at circle I just had to fill up two days ago I think okay trust Jesse did you sign up for the inner circle at circle k I I have signed up for the inner circle and I took a couple days ago give me a free soda on the way back to the office that's what I was trying to get around to because I (laughs) I want to abuse your your free uh your free benefits on yours but uh circle k America's third stop has a brand new free membership program and it's going to get you lots of discounts lots of freebies lots of buy one get one free offers most importantly right now with how outrageously expensive gas is it is going to get you 25 cents off per gallon for your first five fill-ups why is that important because circle k's gas is already fairly cheap compared to most of these stations around here so you get another 25 cents off like he said it's the most gratifying really thing is. ever just to drop watch just to watch that little mm-hmm. thing drop And of course, we can't help all the things going on in the world right now contributing to the high gas prices. But what we can do is we can sign up for free for the Inner Circle uh, by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply, participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. It's also going to give you, after the 25 cents off, I think like 5 cents off per gallon after that. And then you can even reach another tier status where I think you get even more off per gallon. So make sure it's a whole there's a whole bunch of rewards in there so many rewards uh, it's, it's, also it's great pretty stuff. fun you're talking about circle k and it just so happens that the mets take a one nothing lead correlation or causation you tell me yeah coincidence i, don't, I, don't think I think there's not any correlation at all but i mean i'll take it i will take it <laughs> uh again uh make sure to not miss out on that great stuff at circle k also check out our friends at pins and aces it's the official golf apparel partner of phnx and all city uh and of course like i said they have a bunch of stuff that they say is for golf, but it doesn't have to be. Their polo shirts, good for any occasion. Light, stretchy, comfortable to wear, good in this heat. It's it's not hot. It's not hot enough to close the roof, but it's still hot outside. Uh, and, of course, it's great for the links, but it's great for the office. It's great for everywhere. They also have hats, golf bags, and beer sleeves, like I said. Also, not for just the golf course. So make sure to check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order. And you'll also get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com. Uh, big shout out to our diehards. Of course, we thank you guys for already being diehards. You're wonderful people. You made me cry uh, with the gifts and, oh. the, and the letters. And the, I'm still reading them. But anyway, uh, if you want to become part of this family that we got going on over here at PHNX, it's pretty special. Of course, uh, your membership fee gets you access to all sorts of wonderful content, all the digital uh, content locked behind a content wall, of course, which isn't very much. But it also gets you a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases, get you access to our members-only Discord lounge, get you discounts with our partners, exclusive invites to events, and so much more, including discounts to those events and discounts with our partners. So don't miss out. Go to gophnx.com today. Sign up for a diehard membership. Uh, Jesse, what was... uh, We got to get around to talking to you, obviously, about Corbin Carroll making history tonight and everything that's happened with his season we talked about how this means so much more to the organization obviously than just uh, a potential rookie of the year award that extra draft pick is is really just crucial for a franchise like this that really does have to try their best to build from within their farm system Mm -hmm. and from within drafting well but um, they might not have a vital part of their drafting process any longer because apparently the diamondbacks are losing farm director josh barfield yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, according to multiple reports, it seems to be uh, seems to be the case that Josh Barfield is being hired by the Chicago White Sox as an assistant general manager. Uh, of course, there have been some pretty significant front office changes over there in recent days. So 
uh, Josh Barfield will be joining Chris Getz's crew uh, at the helm over there in Chicago, a franchise that, you know, has had some expectations in recent years and has uh, better pieces than their their record, their recent performance would suggest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the White Sox, they need to figure some stuff out. Yes, and, they do. Uh, you know, Josh Barfield certainly by all accounts has, has had a, you know, a great reputation here in Arizona as the Incredible. Diamondbacks farm director. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's always hard to really pinpoint, you know, Corbin Carroll is not only a good player because of Josh Barfield, right? I mean, it, it's, sure. hard, it's, it's hard, it's hard to know exactly, uh, you know, what kind of impact a farm director has, but there, but he certainly has had a role in the development of, of some very good young Diamondbacks players. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the White Sox are, are happy to have him in their organization. Absolutely. He's a great hire. It's a huge loss for the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the Diamondbacks farm system has completely turned around under his watch and under Mike Hazen and his time and their time being here. I mean, this farm system really did go from one of the worst in baseball to a top 10 farm system uh, very quickly under their watch. So uh, he, he's definitely a, a big loss. But I mean, the Diamondbacks right now have a tremendous amount of young talent in their farm system. Uh, I know it's unknown at this time who's going to take over for Josh Barfield, but uh, it, it definitely feels like, the, like I said before, we've talked about this. We talked about it with the draft pick that they could get if Corbin wins the Rookie of the Year. That This is how this team is going to build to success. There's really no other way for them to compete with some of these teams, and baseball is also just one of those fickle games where it doesn't really feel like you can just pay the money to compete like you just have to have people within your organization like barfield that are able to recognize talent and are able to get the most kind of out of it and i know that the diamondbacks have done a good job at drafting and i know that it's not his job but i know that you know i'm sure with the way that we've heard this organization works that his input was also part of or part of the input when it came to the diamondbacks selections and and the players they've had in their in their in their farm system yeah, I mean, the last few years, Barfield has been in player development, so it hasn't really been, you know, his job to, to scout or anything along those lines. But, you know, it, it's one thing to get a talented young player into your organization. It's another thing to actually help that player reach their potential, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to believe that there's a lot of players who, you know, from a raw talent perspective, come in to farm systems around the sport and and do have what it takes from a raw talent perspective to play at this level but you know for one for one reason or another they're, they're just not able to get there right uh and so you know i, I think as as outsiders it's maybe easy to downplay the role that that you know coaches and and people like josh barfield play in helping players reach whatever whatever that potential is and going back to corbin carroll uh, you know, I mean, he might not have even reached his potential yet. I mean, in fact, it's it might not even be his say. final form. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems it seems crazy to think that this would be right. I mean, he's 22 years old at this point. This is still his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, he not only became the first rookie ever today to have a 25 home run, 50 stolen base season, he became the ninth player in Major League history to accomplish that. Uh, you know, Ricky Henderson is on that list. Barry Bonds is on that list. Ronald Acuna, of course, who who did it earlier this season, is on that list. But it's a very, very short list. And, you know, for Corbin Carroll to be doing that this soon, there were, I mean, when we talked about this, you know, a, a year ago before Corbin Carroll even got to the majors, there was a sizable group of people that didn't think Corbin Carroll would ever hit 25 home runs in a major league season. They didn't really see the power they saw more of a leadoff hitter type profile who would get on base and wreak havoc on the bases and and play good defense and that sort of thing. Uh, and I mean, we had those conversations too, or even uh, you and I, Derek, back in the day, we weren't necessarily positive that Corbin Carroll, you know, his power was going to translate to the major league level. But I mean, 25 homers in his in his first season, it's it's remarkable what he's done this year. Well, Tori, of course, had nothing but glowing things to say. I imagine after the game, what what did Tori have to say? Do we have the video? Is it yeah, there? We are, we're exist? ready to roll. Yep. All right, let's take a look at what Tori, uh, Tori had to say about Corbin's historic moment today. Uh, but Corbin, Corbin is an unbelievable baseball player. So I think it was 25 and 50 today, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the first time in the history of Major League Baseball. For a rookie. I mean, for a rookie. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we talking about here, right? Like, 
He's he's talented, but getting better. That's all he's that's all he wants to do is just get better every single day, and that's what makes him so incredible. We talked about that aspect of of Corbin's game and and of him as a person, right? That's one thing that we've heard time and time again from everybody within the organization that's known him. We've heard that about his coaches from Reno and in other places. They've said that Corbin is just a relentless worker that every single day tries to get better at playing the game of baseball than he did the day before. And it's, it's kind of wild to hear that, remember hearing that, and then see it translate to him literally making history in his rookie campaign uh, out there on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what more do you say? Right. I mean, Corbin Carroll is exactly what the diamondbacks needed him to be. And uh, you know, last year when he first came up in the, in the back of your head, you're like, all right, you know, if the, if the diamondbacks are going to go places in the next few years, you need this Corbin Carroll kid to be pretty darn good. Like you kind of need him to be your Mookie Betts type player. And that's basically what Corbin Carroll has been from day one, <laughs> which yeah. which just doesn't really happen. And, you know, you think back to the extension that he signed at the beginning of the year, eight years, $111 million. I wrote about it at the time as, as a risk for the Diamondbacks when you have such a small sample size of a player. You've only seen him play 30 games to be handed around that kind of money. But at this point, I mean, can you imagine if the Diamondbacks hadn't done that? I mean, they would be looking at Double you know, that like amount? Julio... Probably. I mean, you'd be looking at probably, a, you know, a Julio Rodriguez level price tag of, you know, a guarantee over 200 million, you know, maybe maxing out. I think I think Rodriguez's deal maxes out, you know, over 400 million, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, for the Diamondbacks, it proved to be very, very advantageous to get that deal done early in the season. And, you know, if you're a fan of this team right now, it's 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 cool. Right. I mean, it, it it's is very cool. Uh, you know, for for any fan to be rooting for a team that has a, a player like this, a player who's 22 years old, who's, you know, who's already signed an extension, who's going to be here for a long time and is going to be a really big part of whatever the Diamondbacks are able to accomplish over the next decade. And Jesse, the exciting part about it, I think it extends beyond just Corbin Carroll, because I know a lot of people are talking about the other young guys in the chat. I know I think I saw Connor that said, let's go full braves and just extend everybody but like <laughs> with the way gabrielle moreno has been playing lately and his impact on the team their ability to win when he's in the starting lineup and some of the other guys that have contributed as well geraldo perdomo this season you know it, it really feels like the diamondbacks have a a, a core of guys they're developing that rightfully maybe should be extended and, and continue to build around at least the special ones and i mean when i say special I'm specifically talking about Gabriel Moreno because this kid feels yeah. like he is going to go on to be one of the top three catchers in the league for his career. And I mean, I know that's a little early to anoint yeah. him that, but Mr. Diamondback definitely feels <laughs> like he's going to be a special guy. Yeah, I think I think Thomas has a little more to prove. I think Perdomo has a little more to prove. But Gabby Moreno at this point, you really could make a case. Uh, and we've talked about this before that the Diamondbacks, you know, uh, should have extended him yesterday, uh, you know, with, with the way that he's performed this season and just the potential that's there. I mean, it already looks like he's going to be a premier defensive catcher in this league for, for a pretty good while. And, you know, the offense is already a tick above average and I think has potential to be, you know, considerably better than that if, if things really come together for him. So, yeah, I mean, the D-backs, they, they, you know, they have him for a while. They've got him for six seasons. It's not like he's a free agent, you know, next year or anything like that. But this is another one of those situations that comes around every once in a while, as it did with Corbin Carroll, where you've got a player at the very beginning of their career already playing like, like someone you want on your team for a very, very long time. And, yeah, I have to believe it's something the D-backs are, are thinking about, right? Uh, I mean – Gabby Moreno would be 28 years old, I believe, when when he hits free agency. That's what he's on track for right now. You know, catchers don't necessarily age the best. You don't necessarily want to give a, a catcher sure. a contract through their mid-30s or something. But, yeah, I mean, could you do something similar to, to Corbin Carroll where you buy out his age 29 season and his age 30 season or something along those lines? Yeah. I think there's a pretty good pretty good case to be made for that. I like it. I, I just I, I feel like this team is really – found its identity it's found its stride mm -hmm. and it's happening at the right time i know the atlanta braves are still a very dominant team i know they're going to be a very difficult team to beat once the playoffs roll around but man 
you don't want to limp into the playoffs no matter how big of a lead you have, no matter how good your team is, because it's it, like these – uh, the, these streaks, this you know, getting into a groove kind of thing. Like I'm not, I'm not a big momentum person, but baseball is just a sport where the the more like in your routine, the more locked in you are, the better you tend to be. And I think that's the reason why. I know that's a big reason why you hate the current playoff format because you don't feel like that's very fair to those elite teams that spent all that time. But there's something to be said about that. Like having a significant time off or sometimes resting your guys in the last couple of weeks because you have such a lead isn't the greatest thing because then those guys kind of have to get work back to being hot again. It's just, it's just not automatic with baseball. Yeah, it's it's not. And and the Braves have, have definitely had – uh, their struggles here in, in the past few days. It seems like they've been playing teams that the Diamondbacks are, are in need them to beat with quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Braves lost a really tough one to the Phillies today. I think it was a 4-4 four, four game. The Braves had a runner on third. There was a fly ball uh, in foul territory. I'm, I can't remember who was playing right field for the for the Phillies in this game, but he threw out the base runner at home. I believe it would have yeah. been a walk-off. It would have been a, been a, yeah. a game-winning sacrifice fly and because of them being able to throw that guy out at home the Phillies sent that game into extra innings and ultimately were able to win by a run over the Atlanta Braves so yeah I mean another another tough one for Atlanta I, I doubt they're you know all that concerned about it I think you make a good point that you you don't want to you know you don't want to just sort of limp your way into the postseason you want to have some some momentum going at that point point. Uh, and the other team you know along these same lines the Houston Astros a team that we kind of Wondered if they might be in position to be resting guys down the stretch. Of course, this has a direct connection to the Diamondbacks because the Diamondbacks play the Houston Astros over their last three games this season. As of right now, though, uh, you know, the Astra, it at least appears that that series against the Diamondbacks is more likely than not to still be meaningful for Houston. And that's why if you're the D-backs, you know, you feel good about where you are right now. I think you have to with how well this team has played lately. But when you're playing, you know, your last three games of the season against the defending world champions in a series that might mean just as much for them as it does for you or almost as much to them as it does for you, it's probably a little bit hard to, to be all that comfortable, right? I mean, a lot can change in a three-game span. So, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks obviously have to keep the, keep the foot on the gas here in, in New York and in Chicago over the next week. Uh, well, we are very excited tomorrow, Jesse, to be joined by a very special guest. Andy McCullough from The Athletic is joining us and uh, talk a little bit more about these playoffs. Yeah, we're hoping hoping to have Andy on tomorrow. Uh, Andy is a uh, uh, he's been a senior writer over at The Athletic for a while, and he also is a ho- a, one of the hosts on the esteemed roundtable show that have on the athletic baseball podcast network one of my favorite things to listen to every week uh he and mark craig and, and grant brisby over there uh do an outstanding job so uh so yeah looking forward to having andy on hopefully tomorrow afternoon that would be that's going to be awesome and of course it's going to be great to hear his take on corbin carroll i love to hear like from a national perspective you know just what what their views are on on him i know like you said there's few people in the baseball world that aren't aware about corbin carroll but this is, uh, this is a big thing for this franchise. It's a big thing for Corbin Carroll. And uh, it mi- pretty much feels like it locks up the National League Rookie of the Year. So it'll be great to get Andy's thoughts on all of that tomorrow. So make sure to join us, as well as we will have our power rankings and a look ahead at that series this weekend with the New York Yankees. None of this is done. We are not done yet. The fight continues. Uh, the Diamondbacks cannot let up against these uh, next two series because – they could very much feel like these teams have nothing to play for, and these teams might be playing for nothing more than pride, but that, that, that's a dangerous combination sometimes. <laughs> so Diamondbacks got to come out and get the work done against the Yankees and the White Sox before that final series of the year against the Astros. I know he's very much looking forward to that. Jesse, we thank you for being at Chase Field and for joining us, and we will see you back here in studio tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Later, later sir. Jesse. Uh, man, it just, it feels incredible. It really does. It, does. it kind of <laughs> feels surreal. Like I know that we've been tracking it. I mean, hell the 2550 thing felt like it was going to happen a lot sooner than it did, yeah. but 
it, like even we started questioning, well, maybe he doesn't get that 25th home run. Maybe he doesn't. And man, he just, he pilfered bases left and right in this series against the Giants. Yeah. He gets that home run. Not a not non-important home run because this was still a close game. Yeah. When Corbin gets that that home run shot. So I mean, of course, he just continues to be a very important part to this team, to this offense. And they are on a roll. And like I said, they're on a roll at the right time. Yeah. No, it is it, it really like saying they, they just really rose to the occasion. Like it was a big question of whether or not they were going to like whether or not they were going to fold yeah. here. And yeah. I think any they've Arizona kind of, fan they've kind of folded all year long. And I'm not yeah. to say there isn't a series that was important here or there that they didn't win, but, but we definitely know when it was above 500 teams, when it was against yeah. teams that were above 500 and it felt like they were important, critical series that they needed to kind of make a statement about them being here and being ready to perform and to, compete against those teams and you know we 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 saw him split the series season series with the Braves and that was pretty good we saw him get some good wins early against the Dodgers but then the Dodgers proceeded to show us exactly who they were you know in in the the games that we played them lately so that just it felt disappointing it felt like we kind of got smacked back down to to our position and like again I mean these teams aren't playing well they have that layoff when they're the top seeds and who knows what can happen? Uh, I, I'm very excited to get the, to see this team make it into the playoffs. Same. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what Just happens. Just get in; anything's possible. Uh, one thing that did happen, by the way, yesterday, um, I had a replacement—not a replacement pair from Shady Rays, but I was—I'm waiting because I lost my Shady mm. Rays sunglasses. Yes, I'm waiting for the replacements to come in. Okay, I was wearing another pair of sunglasses oh. yesterday. Took them off my face. And the arm just snapped. <laughs> That's just what you get. Snapped. It you just deserve that. snapped. And the funny thing is I showed it to Damon because he asked why I looked sad. And I said, it's because I broke my sunglasses. Look at this shit. And I show him the broken arm. And he goes, are those shady rays? And I was like, no, they're not. And he goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. Right. You know why? I'm because not sorry. he knows I can't just fucking call them and get another pair of sunglasses. Yeah, I don't feel bad at all. It's, Look, it's all right. Fault. Like, uh, they were backup glasses. They were backup shades. And I know they weren't shady rays, but even your backup backups should be shady rays. Yeah, because funny. if you lose them or you break them, like I foolishly did yesterday, they will send you a new pair, no questions asked. Am I getting a new pair for these Wakanda Forever special edition sunglasses that I broke? Absolutely not. They don't even have those in stock anymore. I guarantee it. But Shady Rays, they'd have my back long after I made my purchase, and they have your back long after you make yours. No questions asked. They will send you back a brand new pair. Whether you break them, whether you lose them, they won't shame you. They won't They won't do any of that. They'll just send you new sunglasses. Um, you can shop their entire collection at their brand new location at Carolyn Commons. It's a full-stop shop for all sh- things Shady Rays. And Shady Rays are a premium pair of polarized sunglasses. They are just as good as the more expensive kind. And, of course, they have a much better warranty uh, that backs you up. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's absolutely no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, Shout out to Four Peaks. What? No, you, see, you see what's happening in the chat? No, what's happening? Jake Berger just left the, the game for the Marlins. Oh, he's injured? He's been there. He's, he's, he's been, been kind of their guy. Very important part of that team. So, wow. Uh, well, I mean, Sorry, I guess. Pour some, I pour some four peaks out for yeah, Jake Berger. Pour some four peaks out. Well, I'm not going to pour any yeah, four peaks out because this is like liquid gold. Why would I do that peaks, for yeah. Jake Berger? He's Jake not. I mean, like, no, I want him to get not. better, that's but crazy. we're not wasting beer. Yeah, on you. No, that's crazy. I'll smoke one for Jake Berger, <laughs> but uh, I do drink the Joy Bus Wow Wheat, and of course, this is good for wins. It's good for losses. All the Four Peaks beers are good for any occasion, and you can make sure to follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Pub to get the latest. On Arizona's premier craft brewery, of course, Four Peaks is the official craft beer of your Arizona Diamondbacks. Pumpkin Porter season is back, by the way, for all your pumpkin lovers out there. Mm. It's not just it's not just at Starbucks. You can get pumpkin in your beer. Yeah, so make sure to get that pumpkin cake, porter baby. season. That's right. Tastes like that toasted pie crust feel. Uh, goes perfect with uh, with pumpkin cheesecake. It does. Yeah. Back on shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley, so don't miss out on that. That's a limited time beer, so don't don't 
don't sleep on that. Visit mm. fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours and events. They got Stein Holding, Oktoberfest going on right now. Haunted Brewery Tours, where they show you that the ghosts do, in fact, make the beers. They're all right, right around the corner. Uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Well, that's all we got. And, I mean, if... If, if if that's not enough for you, I don't I don't know. Well, I don't know what I don't know what more to tell you. We 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 made history today, folks. Corbin Carroll, twenty five home runs, fifty stolen bases, the first time in Major League Baseball history. And remember what I said: Major League Baseball has been around for like fifteen thousand years, fifteen thousand years. But uh, kudos to him; he deserves all of it. And the Diamondbacks have themselves an absolute stud, a certified G and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach. That you can't. Uh, you can make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. This maniac next to me is at Sean underscore depause. Uh, of course, the people's producer <laughs> behind the Mac. It's one and only Damon. He is Damon Dog on Twitter. That's D A W G. We are Damon's dogs right here in front of you. Uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys giving us your time tonight. We thank Corbin Carroll for making history, uh, and we thank you for being an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. We hope you have a great evening. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you make history.